welcome to Couple of Idiots, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. Hello! Hello, how are you? Good, good. That's good. So, we just finished up watching this episode a little bit ago. Yes, we did. Um, yeah, we'll get to my <laughs> thoughts on it at the end. I don't know. What else is new with you today? Um, nothing, uh, nothing, just Nella here trying to climb on my lap, and she's a bull mastiff, so she's not a lap dog. No, that dog really wishes she was a chihuahua or something so she could be tiny and fit in your pocket. Yeah, she does. Yeah, and that dog's a mess. But the other dog is feeling better. Yeah, we need to check in on Buddy here. Yesterday he was sickly, today he's fine. So I think his, uh, sister Harley... Played with him a little too hard the day before. Yeah, I think that's all that was. So and here you were all worried. I was very worried. He's getting old. <laughs> <clears throat> that's true. Okay, so uh, season three, episode five, bedtime stories, uh, starts with the recap, and it's very heavy Colt gun recap again. Yeah, the Colt, um, Dean's deal to bring Sam back, and Ruby. That's what I put down for the recap. Yeah, if you haven't seen Supernatural in a couple of episodes, they really want to make sure you're up to speed here. Uh, It starts out in Maple Springs, I think. It was hard to tell because the closed captioning was covering up the screen. Yeah. Maple Springs, Missouri, I think. There's some guys working at a lumber yard, and one of them here is a dog. Uh, We see that something's like tracking them from their point of view. Uh, They hear a dog again. One of the guys goes off looking, doesn't see anything, turns around, and then we do see one of the other guys that was went to warm up a truck getting attacked, and then another guy was the other second guy was attacked, and then the last guy left all alone. He takes a peek up to see what's going on, and then we see he's attacked. Now we're gonna learn this detail later in the episode, but did you catch here that these guys were fighting about building a house? Yes. I did catch that. Oh, okay. Well, during all of this, these guys are bickering about building a house. They're arguing about what materials to use, lumber or brick. Okay. Yeah, I did not pick up on that detail. (laughs) So uh, if I would have, that would have been a little bit more interesting, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Then it's the, uh, the graphic, the season graphic comes in. Next, we see uh, Sam and Dean. They're driving at night down the road, and they are arguing to beat hell yes, about they are. the deal, the gun, how to get out of it. They are just sitting there yelling at each other like maniacs. You want to cover this for a second? Well, I'm just. All I wrote that, yeah, Sam wants to go, and now that the cold is able to kill demons again, he's thinking all they need to do is summon the crossroad demons that. or demon that Dean made that contract with. And kill her, saying, hey, if she's dead, there's no one holding your contract, you're out of it. And Dean's like, no, I don't, because of the fact that if he does try to get out, Sam dies. I think Dean does not want to really take any chance at this point of something happening to Sam. Yeah, very annoyed that he's still trying to think of how to get out of that contract. Uh, Then I think it's Dean who spots a possible job in the paper. It seemed like a werewolf attack. Well, uh, Dean did ask about the psychotic killer, so apparently that must have been what they were talking about before they started arguing about the de- uh, crossroads okay. demon. 
We see them show up as detectives in their suits, and they introduce themselves as Detective Plant and Page. Which, it's like, come on, doesn't anyone just stop and think? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> these guys are not really cops. But, all right. Plant and Page is from... Oh, gosh. Uh, Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I've been really sad if, yeah, if you only got that right. Uh, they want to go in and check in with that survivor then of that attack uh, that we saw at the beginning. He says he he was being attacked and then it just stopped. Just some dude just looked at him blankly and took off running. And uh, they ask for a description because we're expecting werewolf description now. And the guy starts explaining, ah, six foot, dark hair. And then you think he says dark blue hair, possibly? No, he didn't say dark blue hair. Oh, I he thought said he said blue eyes, but then he said oh, blue eyes, okay. blue eyes, but and then he hair. said it was dark, so I didn't really get a good look at him. Okay, and then they get like, what about the fingernails? What about the teeth? They're trying to lead him down the uh, werewolf, and then he's like, look, it's just a normal guy, he's not <laughs> a monster, you nuts. <laughs> um. Dean asks if he knows about any other details, and he says, yeah, the guy's got a Wiley Coyote tattoo on his arm. Yeah, all right. Uh, Dean goes, pulls aside the doctor, goes, talks to him off somewhere else. Hey, Sam's left there. Oh, another detail that I left out when they introduce <laughs> themselves, Dean introduced Sam as the sketch artist. So now the victim, uh, he wants to see what the sketch that the sketch artist came from. By the way, there is not enough details that they've told him so far to even make a sketch. Just eye, hair color, eyes, height. Like, what kind of facial? He didn't ask for any sort of facial description. But So that was dumb anyways, but then Sam does show him his little sketchbook, and he drew a hilarious... It wasn't a stick figure, but it was just like a guy made up of, like, circles. Right, it wasn't much... Much more detailed than a stick figure. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was stick figure, but in like one more dimension, maybe. He <laughs> had a little bit of girthiness. If, if there's any such thing, it's a fat stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it was. He had like fat arms, a little tattoo drawn on it. <laughs> yeah, and I love the little tattoo detail that he had it too. <laughs> was there something weird with the eyes or did he just draw normal eyes? Oh, I, I It was just like a normal peekaboo <laughs> look on his face too. And uh, I don't know. Sam does tell him like it's a work in progress. <laughs> I think even that guy was like Jesus. I guess so. Uh, they, he walks outside. Sam and Dean uh, compare notes, and they realize they have nothing. <laughs> yeah, they think. Well, since the um, creature, or whatever attacked him, didn't take the heart. Like, well, that's not a werewolf. Probably not a demon, since it stopped the attack. Why would a demon stop an attack? It was them. So now they're like, hmm, we just don't know what we're dealing with here. Yep. Now this show takes a really weird turn, and it was kind of odd that, like, as soon as the scene started, I had a feeling that we were going to be watching this until the next commercial. It goes on pretty long. Well, what happens is we see a couple. They're lost in the woods. They're out on a hike. They come across an old home and walk up to it. An old lady comes out and meets them. She knows that they're lost and says, hey, you're really deep in the woods. It's going to take you a bit to get out, but would you like to come in and relax? The guy with them sees a pie cooling on the windowsill. Yes. And he just, like, starts eyeballing it and licking his (laughs) lips. Like, that guy is horny for that pie all of a sudden. (laughs) Well, yeah, we don't know how long they were lost, so he could have been starving. So I just want to say pie is the greatest dessert on the planet. 
All right, Dean Winchester. <laughs> That's a fact. But that guy, he just goes nuts for the pie. And then the guy's like, she's just a little old lady. How can she hurt us? And the wife's like, all right, let's go inside so you can get your pie, fat boy. <laughs> and then we see that they have been eating some pie. And he's like really full and like, all right, time to get going. And then they're like drugged. They're blur their vision's all blurry. They stumble to both the husband and wife stumble to the ground, realizing that they're drugged. The old sweet old lady grabs a great big huge knife out of the uh dish rack uh, and just starts butchering the husband just mercilessly. <laughs> yeah. And while all this is happening, oh the wife is screaming like crazy, and there's a girl outside a little creepy girl outside the window looking in commercial <laughs> what did i miss in all of that no you're right uh she grabbed the knife it looks like first she slit his throat and then yeah she started stabbing him stabbing at him and hacking him up um yeah the woman was just screaming and yeah we see that little girl outside cute little girl well back from commercial sam and dean are back at the hospital and the, they go to the female victim from that last scene to start asking questions. Uh, she says that the old lady was just carving, uh, carving the, because they asked, how did you get away? I said, yeah, carving up my husband, Ken. She shoved the old lady and she like fell over and hit her head and died, I guess. Uh, she's assuming she died anyway, yes. Dean asks why she did it. She was sweet, but then she was a monster. Nobody really knows why. She asks if they found a little girl. Uh, that lady, the victim, asked if they found a little girl out there because she saw a little girl outside the window but then vanished. And Sam and Dean have no idea what this little girl is that they're talking about. Right. But they ask for a full description. Uh, she was pretty odd, and it was pretty odd that she was there witnessing such a gruesome sight. Well, she didn't say the girl looked <laughs> odd. She says she was a very beautiful child. She had dark hair, pale skin. But then she did mention that it was very weird that she was just standing out there quiet when this woman was hacking up her husband. Yeah. Uh, so Sam and Dean go and check out that cabin, and the EMF meter is going wild. They can't make heads or tails of this. Sam and Dean start to talk about the cases, and Sam brings up how they seem to be a lot like fairy tales. And that's because the first victim was the three pigs fighting about how to build a house and gets attacked by a wolf person. Then um, the second couple, it looks like um, Hansel, and Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Dean thinks this all fits, uh, but wants to know how does that creepy ghost girl fit into it? Really doesn't know. Uh, Tells Dean to go do some research. He goes and researches, but he finds no girl fitting the description has either been like murdered, tragically died, gone missing, nothing like that fits the description. So it's a, still a mystery. Yes, I have no idea what this girl would represent. And also when they were at the house before they went to the library, you were right, the EMF went off, but especially went off when he was standing by the window. That's when it seemed to be the strongest. And it was the window that the little girl was standing outside of. Um, so yeah, did the research at the library, found nothing about a girl, like Dan said, nothing, no girl missing, dead, anything about the age that this little girl they thought her to be. Sam thinks that this little girl might be putting people into some sort of fairy tale trance. And while they're talking about this whole fairy tale thing, Sam and Dean look down and there's a huge frog on the ground. Which, by the way, that same frog was earlier in the road when we first started this episode, and the car drove past it. There was a fro same frog. 
Yes, I assumed it was the same frog as well. So I want to know how this damn frog ties into everything. It doesn't really, except for the fact that Dean says there's no way he's going to kiss the damn frog. Well, Sam looks across the street and notices that there's a setup for Cinderella because there's a pumpkin on the uh, stoop and then there's uh, three blind mice <laughs> running around her. <coughs> Not Cin- three blind mice, that's the wrong thing. That's three mice <laughs> wandering around. And Dean basically calls Sam gay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, you're so gay. <laughs> it's really odd. Very odd. Uh, by the way, that is not a very nice thing to say to people. No, and it's not very nice at all. Uh, now it's nighttime, and they break into that house. And they find that there's a girl locked up complaining about an evil stepmother. <laughs> uh, Dean stops the little girl. Because that little girl, that creepy little girl, she's uh, poking around in the house, too. Dean goes off to follow her while Sam, I guess, is just rescuing the chick that was tied up. Dean catches up with the little ghost girl and asks who she is. But then she, like, does that ghost phase-out thing where she just, like, loses transmission. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, her transmission is fading. She kind of fritzed out there. Yeah, from uh, Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Just like when they they cut. Yes, it did look exactly like that. You're right. (laughs) on the ground then dean finds an apple so that girl and the apple is snow white they assume yes that's what they like well that makes sense little girl pale dark hair yeah at this point sam explains dean to uh all of the snow white stuff (laughs) right does dean like never i don't know read a book or go to a movie or know anything about pop culture how does he not know about snow white he well, I mean, I'm assuming that they did not have a lot of fairy tales read to them as children. John didn't, John didn't get the uh, VHS tapes and play them in the hotel room, you know? No, think? but remember, Dean did say he saw the porno version of Snow White. <laughs> and he said that, that stepmother was wicked. Jeez, I miss <laughs> that. So you have that. <laughs> well, this next part you're going to have to explain to me because it, it unraveled really quick, but Sam and Dean go and visit a hospital because they learn that the doctor they've been dealing with has a daughter named Callie who's in a coma. No. They went back to the hospital because they thought, well, there is no little girl that died or disappeared in that town. So they're wondering about someone possibly in a coma. And the nurse says, well, this is usually some old people, but we do have Callie. And they asked how long Callie's been there. She says, I don't know. Callie's been here since before I got here. Um, And it turns out that this Callie is in a coma, and she happens to be the daughter of the doctor that was um, with the first two victims. Okay, well, that explains how they found out about Callie, because I was just confused. I'm like, wait, what? How'd they find out about this chick? Uh, So they peek in, and the doctor, you can see, is reading Brothers Grimm to this Callie lady. Um, he's reading Brothers Grimm. At the same time that that's happening, uh, we see a lady being attacked by a guy, and the little girl is there again. So, like, off at some parking lot, some old lady's getting jumped in her van. It looked like, yeah, she was a grocery store parking lot because first the guy was nice, says, oh, can I help you? Uh, He helps her load the groceries in and then shoves her in there and starts beating the crap out of her. Yeah. So Sam and Dean get to the room that Callie is in, and we see a much older but very similar-looking girl laying in a coma as the creepy little girl. (laughs) 
we learn uh, that when she was six, she drank bleach and has been in a coma ever since. Dean just randomly guesses that the girl's stepmother uh, was the one that found her, and she obviously poisoned her then. Sam and Dean both agree. Like, yep, stepmother did it to her, and now we got an angry person on our, an angry spirit on our hands. Right. Even though Callie wasn't technically dead, it, she was still able to um, somehow get her spirit out, and the only way she did it was through, because her father was reading all those Brothers Grimm fairy tales to her. That somehow she was bringing them to life. Yeah, that like the ghost is taking revenge while the body's listening to Grimm. So everything has this Brothers Grimm slant to it. Uh, Sam and Dean see the attack victim come in, that old lady. And she's, oh, I think they overhear the doctors or something say that she's got like wolf bites or dog bites. And the doctor at the time was reading Little Red Riding Hood. So, I mean, it all fits together. Yes. Dean goes in to stop, and I just put in my notes, Dean goes to stop the big bad wolf with the next of kin information. Because obviously we know that in the story, first attacks the grandmother and then suckers the kid in. So we know that that old lady has got a grandchild that she's picking up from school or something like that. Uh, so Sam is going to go figure out how to stop Callie from doing things. And Dean is off to stop the big bad wolf guy. Next, we see the little girl. Uh, she's in a red cloak and everything. She climbs into a van, and instead of Grandma driving, it's the big bad wolf guy. Yes. Uh, San runs, runs up to the doctor and wants to talk to him about Callie. Sam tells him what's happened was not an accident and that his wife poisoned her. The doctor tells him to stay away. Sam tells him that Callie is now in spirit form, causing problems. <laughs> and at this point, the doc takes it pretty well and pretty much believes him right away. And you're like, hey, wait. Like, he isn't, like, disputing this. The doctor sits down and just says, oh, you've seen her too. And I, at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, WTF. <laughs> yeah, you're right. When I first saw this, I thought, well, gosh, he's awfully accepting. But then at first I thought, well, maybe he's just going to sit down and look like he's accepting it and then call Sam a lunatic. But no, it's like, oh, yeah, you've seen her too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Dean breaks in on the little girl being held by the big bad wolf guy. Back at the hospital, the doctor admits that he has seen her and uh, she does look like she did when she was six. Uh, the doctor guesses then that Sam is not a cop, and Sam's like, yeah, we deal with this sort of stuff. We're not really <laughs> cops. We deal with more of the spirit stuff. Um, the doctor, though, still doesn't get why the wife would poison her. And Sam's like, well, whatever it is, you need to listen to your daughter on this one. Back at that house that Sam's saving the girl from, Sam is not doing well in this fight. He is getting his ass beat. Dean. Dean, yes, Sorry. Uh, the doctor calls to Callie and asks if her mom uh, did it and wants a, he would like a sign. And at that point, the ghost version, the six-year-old ghost version of Callie pops up behind the doctor. Callie nods that it's true. We go back to the fight, and Dean is still losing that fight. <laughs> back at the doctor, he says he's sorry, but she needs to stop hurting people. The doctor says it's time for both of them to let each other go. He then wanders over to the real Callie, kisses her on the forehead, and their, her heart monitor stops and flatlines. Back at the fight, Dean gets the upper hand in the fight, but then right as Dean's about ready to take scissors through his chest, the guy comes to, 
doesn't know where he's at or what he's doing. He's just like, hey, wait, what am I doing here? What's yeah. going on? Final commercial. <laughs> did I miss anything up to that point? No, you did really well on that. I'm glad you took those such careful notes because as you're talking, I'm reading along. It's like, yeah, he got that. He got that. Oh, wow. He got everything. I don't need to really add anything. Awesome. Back at the hospital, <laughs> the doctor confirms uh, that it's over with Sam and Dean. They're like, yeah, she's uh, probably, that's probably the end of it. And the doctor admits that probably should have let her move on long ago. Right, but because I don't, did they ever mention what happened to his first wife? I don't think no, so. No, they didn't go into any details about why any of this happened. Um, and his, uh, then his second wife, Callie's stepmother, who poisoned her, died a year ago. So the doctor kind of kept Callie on because he had no one else. He was the, she was the only child. and his Yeah, but who knows what crazy traumatic story all that led up to all of this. We're just seeing like the outcome and the conclusion when Callie is just sending in you know, the big bad wolf to beat up people. <laughs> exactly. Um, we don't get any backstory in this situation. Uh, then Dean tells Sam that it's good advice to let Dean go. I think uh, Sam gets fairly annoyed by that. Back at the hotel, it's the middle of the night, and we see Sam is uh, packing a backpack. Looks like he's going to leave someplace, leaving Dean behind. Yeah, Dean is sound asleep in the bed. Sure enough, Sam puts together his own little crossroads box and buries it. The crossroads demon lady, she shows up and asks, what, what can she do for him? Sam instantly pulls the Winchester gun on her. I don't or know the Colt gun, I mean. Yes, the Colt. It's not a Winchester, it's a Colt. Uh, she can see that it's not the original gun, and she also knows that Ruby's the one that helped make this new one. Yeah, she said Ruby's been a pain in my ass. Sam threatens her and tells her to let Dean out of his deal, let everyone else live. Uh, she's a, she then asks, are you sure you really want that? And she starts to shit-talk Dean, basically. Like, man, wouldn't it be great to be out from under his shadow? You could really, <laughs> you could really make a name for yourself, buddy. <laughs> Sam, at this point, gets super annoyed, tells her to shut up. She says that killing her just wouldn't work because the, de the deal would still hold She's just the salesman of deals. It's actually her boss that holds the contract. Seam asks, Seam, Sam asks for the name of who has the contract, but she won't tell him. Says, hey, the buddy, there's no way out. Sam then shoots her in the forehead. She falls over and does that little internal sparkly demon die thing when people <laughs> get shot by the gun. Yes. And Sam has that same half creepy look on his kisser as the last time he shot someone. Oh, yes, when he shot Jake yeah, several times. Yeah, he's got that same pissed off look. Very pissed off. Yeah, so I guess we found out that the Crossroads demon is not the one in charge of the contracts. They're just, uh, they're out there making the deals, but <laughs> as she said, she has a boss that she reports to. Yeah, she's just a sales lady. I'm uh, not going to lie, this was not my favorite episode. Yeah. This felt pretty weak and pretty obvious and I don't know. Although you did not know at first that that was the three little pigs that were arguing about how to build a house. Other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I should have, if I had paid just a little bit more attention to that, like the whole thing would have unfolded immediately. Yes, it would have. Um, other than that, there was this girl named Callie who were introduced halfway through, but instantly it all unravels. There's no real mystery in this. There's 
I don't know. Nothing really. And yet again, the only part of this show that moves the overall storyline along pretty much is the last scene. That was the last episode did this. Now this episode did it. I really hope that this isn't the formula now. Is a standalone, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, a standalone episode with a season-long episode glued on at the end. Well, there are a lot of episodes, but there are then episodes thrown in there that do focus more on the overall theme which is and as we know this year that theme is dean's only got a year to live it just seems like the second half of episodes in this season are dealing with it it seems i don't know i guess i'll wait uh, we talked about it yesterday i'll wait yeah you'll have to you'll have to wait and see how it goes that's for sure but if this happens again tomorrow i'm gonna be for sure i'm i'm gonna definitely call it out you gonna call shenanigans? Say. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna call shenanigans if this happens three episodes in a row. They throw shambo someone for the win. <laughs> that's from part South Park. If anyone's wondering, I think everyone knows where that's from. Yeah. So yeah, definitely not my favorite episode. You're um, right. It wasn't. It wasn't one of my favorites either. And there was none of that backstory. You know, we didn't get the backstory about why Callie was a psycho. Like, I don't know, maybe they should have introduced all that stuff up front and then let us slowly figure out that it was her. Like, they could have just mentioned her in passing or something early. But that's just how I like to watch my TV shows, is with a bit of mystery that I have to unravel myself in my own head. Actually, Sam did when he was talking to the doctor. He's like, Callie has been trying to tell you all this time that her poisoning wasn't an accident. So she didn't just become psycho she spent ever since she was six or eight years old knowing that her yeah but we didn't learn all of this information till late in the episode you're right just saying if if at the very beginning if like that doctor would have came in oh sorry i was just dealing with my comatose daughter on the third floor or i was just spending my lunch break with my comatose daughter on the third floor does anything like that just to signal that hey there's just someone else and instead we have to wait for him to investigate are there any kids murdered? Are there any kids missing? And then finally get around to, hey, is anyone in a coma? Oh, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Like, I don't know. It would just been cool to hear something sooner. A little kernel. <laughs> a little seed. Well, I think just because of the fact that this girl, you know, appeared and disappeared, that's why they were thinking ghost. You know, f- first of all, some, some little kid, you know, died a horrible death or something like that or a tragic accident um, because that's, Kind of what yeah, seems. so maybe introduce her early, have them have them though strike her out as like, nah, she's still here. Of course it couldn't be her. Follow another red herring and then go back around to her. That would have been interesting. I suppose it would have. I just don't I just how they how this story unfolded isn't interesting to me, that's all. No, it was really um heavy on the uh brothers scrim. Because even Dean made the comment about fairy tales. Well, they always have a happy ending. That's when Sam said, well, no, not the original fairy tales. Before they got Disneyfied and all had happy endings. Before they did not have sometimes happy endings. That's kind of common knowledge now, though, isn't it? That yes. the original stories that Disney takes are way different. Yes. And usually very bad endings. <laughs> yes, that's true. Most people do know that. Like even Little Mermaid, I think the original story, she kills herself at the end. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't re- honestly read the Brothers Grimm to see what their fairy tales ended like. I just watched the Disneyfied versions. Yeah, they're all to scare kids into I don't know eating their spinach <laughs> or, or going be- to bed early. Yeah, into behaving themselves in some shape or form. Yeah, 
it's, we talked about that before, I think, that that's what a lot of these old-timey stories are all about. Yes. It's just to free kids out and get them inside. Stop running the streets at night. Okay. Uh, how many, what's our body count in this episode? Seven. Seven? That's exceptional. Yes, and I was trying to figure out what you know who the seven were, but I, I oh, could. you looked up seven. You didn't count seven. I did not count seven because it was the two guys at the beginning, because the third guy survived. Um, the other guy Ken, that ate the pie. Ken, yeah, the guy who ate the pie. So that's three. Um, Callie herself and the demon. So to me, that's five. Yeah, who's counting these? Where are you getting these numbers from? IMDb. Oh, geez, someone's someone's screwing around over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I only counted five. Because I don't think I missed anything because the old lady didn't die. Uh, she was in the hospital. She was not in good shape, but she was in the hospital. Yeah, I have the same count as you do. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, if you, if you count Callie and the demon, then that's five. Oh, well. Hmm. The day-night count. Uh, we start it in the night with those guys fighting over the uh, lumber. So I'm going to say about, once again, three or four days. Because we see Sam and Dean, and it's still night, so I'm assuming it's the same night, you know, when they're arguing about Dean's deal. I think each attack happens on a new day when Dad's there reading the stories. Right. So, so each attack is a new day. Three attacks, three stories, because you had... Little Pigs, uh, gosh, Hansel and Gretel, and then Little Red Riding Hood. Cinderella? Herself, oh yeah, da, 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 Cinderella, four, you're right. She herself was Snow White. Mm-hmm. Uh, the frog, they never did figure out if the frog was. No, thing. if it was just a coincidence or, yeah. I'm thinking it was probably real. If they'd have kissed it, it would have probably turned into someone. <laughs> Whatever the rest of that story is. Well, I think a princess kisses it and it turns into a handsome prince. So what if Sam could have talked Dean into kissing the frog and then the frog turns into a person and now they're bound to get married or something horrible is going to happen? <laughs> that would be horrible for me. That would have been awesome. <laughs> they could have really made this a nice big two-part episode. Now, now that I'm thinking about how to tell the story correctly. Get the get this Cali chick in, uh, introduced early. Get a couple more red herrings in here. Stretch it out with a few more fairy tales. They could have really had something. They could have gone on for episode after episode with this Crypt puppy. Key. If you need more good ideas, just get get a hold of me. Yeah, I don't think he does. <laughs> <laughs> Since the show's over now, have well, they have they? Uh, while while we're recording this, I know that the show is winding down. Have they aired the last episode yet? No. Because they just started airing uh, a few weeks ago. I've watched uh, three episodes since they came back on the air. How many more is there till it's over? Uh, I have four more left. Um, tomorrow night is the next one, and then only three after that. How do you think it's all going to end? Do you think it's going to be like uh, New Heart where he wakes up <laughs> from a dream? Are they going to get on a chopper and ride home from Korea? The way it's going, it's going to end very sad. Are they all going to end up in jail having to sit with each other at the end? That would be hilarious. <laughs> no, the way, the way it's being set up with uh, two of the characters, I think it's going to be a very sad, sad ending. In general, what do you think about series finales? Do they hold up to your... In, in general, do they hold up or are they letdowns when finally the show is over? 
Well, the only one that really. You know what's weird is I didn't even watch Battlestar Galactica, and that one stands out to me. They wrapped up the entire series and explained everything in one big fell swoop. Yeah, that I didn't like how that ended, though. Um, I did not like how the 44 ended. I did not like how Hemlock Grove ended. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else that I've seen that's just been... Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of right now. Yeah, unfortunately, Letterkenny didn't have a series finale. (laughs) Um, I can't think of any other shows that I've watched lately, but yeah, I mean, Seinfeld sticks out. Mash. Oh, right, yeah, Seinfeld. That was kind of fun, in a way. Yeah. Because they ended up right where they started off talking about the buttons on a shirt or something like that. Yeah, buttons on a shirt, but just that finally that group got their comeuppance for being such assholes to everyone forever. Oh, I do, though. When you mentioned Newhart earlier, I thought that was classic, where he wakes up and that whole ep- the whole series Newhart was just a dream that he was having. He wakes up next to his wife that he had on the Bob Newhart show. Yeah, because in Newhart, he was lived in New England and ran a ski lodge. He ran an inn in Vermont. Inn in Vermont, yeah. And then he wakes up. So the series finale of that is he wakes up on his old show, <laughs> and he says, oh, my God, I had the craziest dream. Yeah. That was, that was, I thought was pretty good. I really liked that one. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty <laughs> memorable. Yes. I mean, it's a nice big twist, but then there's other th- shows like Lost that it just peters out and then the ending just makes everyone mad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is a bunch of shit. And I'm hoping that that is not how The Walking Dead ends up. That is a show that Steam has long gone out of its sails. Oh, no, because I've, I've all caught up on episodes. and um, Is it good again? Yes. Because i got to tell you, all that just tromping around through the woods being sad. I think you like it. I think you like it when you start watching it again. You know, the thing that drives me nuts about that show is that they don't use technology properly. They never innovate on stuff. They always... There's so many things that they could be taking advantage of, and they never do. Okay. Like what? The train tracks. Clear, wide open, fast to travel anywhere that they want. Well, not anywhere. I mean, but they could get the hell out of somewhere pretty quick. They just rounded up some some of those trucks with the train wheels on it. Gas. Where are they going to get the gas for those? They still trucks? have gas. I mean, how does that one guy still ride his motorcycle around? I. That's a good question. I don't know because everyone else is, you know, riding. Horses. Are they out of gas? No. Last episode, Daryl still was riding his motorcycle around. Okay. Not very often and not very much, but. And hey, I mean, when you start, I don't know. They could build a gasifier. You know, back in the days, <clears throat> this is like World War One and two times. And there's like big shortages and you're supposed to conserve everything. Yes. Like farmers would convert their vehicles to use wood. You get a big pot, you throw a bunch of wood in it, then you build a small fire underneath and then the wood inside cooks and all the fumes that come off of it. You can scrub the tar out of that and put it right into a regular gas engine and convert them. Like people have done that throughout history. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, you can hmm. convert just a regular gasoline car to use wood. I mean, it's not easy. You need like tools and parts, but they have all that crap in the Walking Dead oh. 
universe. It just that sort of stuff drives me nuts. Why don't they go get go to the library and get some books, people? <laughs> Gosh, because the libraries are full of zombies. That's why. And there's got to be starting to get a lot less zombies too. Whatever happened to that big giant horde that was in a pit? They've all got to be dead by now. It's been years. I cannot tell you how that concludes. You will have to watch it for oh, yourself. Oh, is that something that happens? Oh, we got to go watch that. Yes. All right. I will check that out. Other than that, um, I just want to let everyone know I am waiting for my first subscribed issue of Heavy Metal Magazine to show up. I cannot wait. Yay. Penny is not into graphic novels. Or no, I'm not. Which is surprising because I do like, because wasn't The Walking Dead originally a graphic yep. novel? Yep. And I love that movie 300. That was originally a graphic yep. novel. Preacher. So. Yeah, I wasn't much into that show. Oh, that is nuts how you're not into Preacher. All of these evil, weird-ass shows that you watch, how do you sleep on Preacher? I don't know. Just never... They siphoned gas with the guy's intestine once. <laughs> Come on. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> if you're wanting, like, crazy horror. Right, right, right. Speaking of crazy horror... A couple of days still before Halloween. We still got a couple of scary movies to watch. Anything on your uh, list that you'd like to hit up before the season's over? No. Okay. Should I just keep picking 80s movies? No. That are no longer at all scary to anyone? No. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, when we watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and the mother told the daughter about who Freddy Krueger was, and she pulled out the gloves. I'm like... Sam and Dean would have had this fixed 10 minutes ago. <laughs> they had assaulted and burned those gloves. No more flipping Freddy Krueger. What the hell is wrong with you people? I did like. I do like how you have a lot of Sam and Dean solutions oh, to course. problems on other shows entirely. Of course. Come on. Assault <laughs> and burn those up. gloves. Man, no more Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I guess. They would have had a huge series. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jason, then how are you going to get rid of him? Well, I don't know the, the origin of him, so yeah. I didn't watch the very first one. Well, the problem with that series is that it isn't even like the real Jason that we all know and love today until like movie six. The first one, it's just some little rotten kid in a pond. You don't even know what the hell his story is. Second one is just some big goon with a bag over his head. The third one, he finally gets a hockey mask. But, but it isn't until the sixth movie <coughs> that Jason looks like how you think of Jason looking. I see. Being a big, bulky, you know, superhero guy. <laughs> Damn it, I got a cough. He's got a cough, and we really should be going. All right, just a reminder, visit Armchair Hunters on Facebook. It's our little group over there. We can chat with each other. We have a website called coupleofidgets.com. It has all of our other contact information on there, as well as every episode we've ever done, along with information on how you can subscribe to us on all of your favorite platforms. That's it for me, but what's tomorrow's episode? Tomorrow's episode, season three, episode six, Red Sky at Morning. And Red Sky at Morning. Sailors take warning. Yes. Please. Captain Wickham's. <laughs> No, but it is another Bella.